Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travels down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed. Oh, Deb, are you there? Deb Career. I can't hear you. Is our caller on the line? The guest, yes. This is Denise Wakeman. Hey, Denise, how are you? Great. Well, Great. Well, good. Well, I've been chatting with Deb. She should be here. She's writing to me okay. right now. So uh, everybody just sit tight. Let's see. Okay. It, she says, help. <laughs> okay. Help. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, she's going to disconnect and call back. She's having problems on her end. But that's okay, Deb. Okay. You go ahead and disconnect, and uh, I'll talk to your guest. So <laughs> it's it's all good. So I understand you're from California. That's true. Whereabouts? That is true. Well, I'm from Los Angeles, but I'm calling in from near Sacramento today. Okay. All right. I'm actually a little bit on holiday, so well, good I for you. Rig something to get. <laughs> yeah. Well, super. Well, I'm I... hiding. I'm hiding. In... <laughs> you're hiding, huh? Yeah, well, I'm hiding in my sister's bedroom so I don't wake up her kids. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Deb, do we have you? Deb's mic is still muted. Hmm. We've never had this problem. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes, we can. It's wonderful oh, when you, you know, find the switch. <laughs> these Monday shows, I just, you know... <sighs> So sorry, so sorry. Well, okay, let's try this again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. There you I go. am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote their businesses. And when my microphone actually works, I am delighted to welcome Denise Wakeman. <laughs> you know, the tech gremlins. You know, and, and, and one absolutely has to love live radio. I had somebody ask me last week, isn't it scary to do live radio? And I said, eh, you know, things happen, but that's kind of half the fun of this, isn't it? Absolutely. That's, that's what makes it, uh, exciting. Right. <laughs> How well, can <you> ad lib? <laughs> I know, I know. And, and especially when the producer gets to talk to the guest because the host just disappears. Um, <laughs> Let me go ahead and introduce Denise because to me, Denise is one of the rock stars of the social media world. And I am so thrilled to have her on today to be able to talk with her. Denise is an online visibility mentor. She is the founder of the blog squad and co-founder of the future of Inc. She, and that's I-N-K as in the printed word. She works with service professionals and small business owners to leverage blogs for their businesses, as well as strategically use social media tools to boost online visibility to get better traffic, leads, customers, and opportunities. Denise writes two marketing blogs, is co-author of best-selling books, Success Secrets of Social Media Superstars, and Trust Your Heart, Transform Your Ideas into Income. Denise is passionate about travel and how it can inspire you to to think bigger and go for what's possible in your business and life. So again, Denise, welcome. 
Thank you very much, Deb. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad it all worked out. <laughs> oh, you know, you poke the right buttons and things actually work. <laughs> so I have followed Denise for a long time online because she provides such fabulous tips. And today we're really going to be talking about boosting visibility for authors um, in particular, but obviously anything we talk about, whether you're an author, whether you're providing a product or a service, it all ties together. So it's it's kind of the same tips. Um, and I know that even though uh, somebody might not currently be an author, we probably have a lot of wannabe authors out there. So this is going to be a perfect uh, topic to be able to really help them focus on how they can start establishing their presence, whether they're a new author or you know somebody who's been writing for a very long time but maybe doesn't have that visibility they want, or maybe it's just in the back of their head that, you know, the someday I'm going to write a book type of people. So, you know, what we, what Denise focuses on is how to build your visibility. So, Denise, for somebody who hasn't, you know, it isn't sure what they're doing, where do they get started? Isn't sure what they're doing around, um, you know, they've, building they've written, their visibility for, right, around building their visibility. You know, they, they have their friends and their family and some business associates who think, okay, we'll buy that book. But then what? You know, maybe they don't want to be an <laughs> yeah. Amazon bestseller, but they do want to sell enough books that, you know, it, it pays for their next dinner out. Right, right. Well, there's a lot of factors that go into this. And most, I would say that most authors or online entrepreneurs who are, who publish a book, uh, whether it's to build credibility or to uh, establish their expertise, of course they want to sell to more than their family. Um, right. You know, that's it's that's just natural. So what I uh, what I advise is starting as early as possible to do that because you really need to have a fan base of people who mm-hmm. know about you and know about the book before you can actually sell it. So the earlier you can start with the pub, with the promotion and building the buzz for your book, the better it is. So mm-hmm. you know what I often find is that a lot of people don't start until the book is published, and you could get a lot more traction if you start as early as possible, so maybe when you have the idea that you want to write the book. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of things that you need to, to really get clear first, and the first is who's your audience, Right. and you obviously would need to know that for the book anyway, too. So, And then where does that audience spend their time online? You know, are they Facebook people? Are they Twitter people? Are they, is it a business audience? And so maybe LinkedIn is a better option for you. So it's really before you start spending a lot of time and energy just sort of, you know, spreading the word everywhere where it may not be seen by the appropriate people, do a little research to find out where those people are. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeding the idea, seeding the, um, the, the, the fact that you're writing a book as early as possible. Mm-hmm. So you can talk a lot about like where, what you're doing, that you're developing this idea, ask for ideas, ask for feedback, that sort of thing. And the more you enroll um, your audience in the process of building that anticipation, the more eager they're going to be to get that book when it's available. Because right. then they'll have felt like they were part of the process. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think one of the best ways to be able to do this is also with a blog. Um, you know, and oh, because yeah. 
you know, those can clearly turn into actual book chapters. But talk to, talk to us about how a blog really can be the true foundation of this whole effort. Well, the blog really is. Uh, you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you brought that up because the blog is the foundation. The blog is your home on the web, if you will. It's your mm-hmm. real estate on the web, and that's where you can decide what content gets published. And, you know, from a technical perspective, and I don't want to get too techy here, but, you know, the more content that you're publishing on your blog, the more you're writing about publishing on on your blog about what you're doing and about the topic of your book, the more traffic you're going to um, attract to your blog, and then you can use that traffic, you can use the blog to... um, Engage with those that those uh, people, and you can also use the blog to build the list that you're going to use to market your book. Right. So, using the blog helps you develop content not only for the book. I mean, that's definitely a way to do it, but it also develops the audience and mm-hmm. gets them really connected with you. Mm-hmm. The way I look at at the whole um, environment is that you're posting content on your blog that is um, really goes more deep and intimate into what you're doing, and then you use the social networks to bring people back to the blog site where they can get that information. Mm-hmm. Well, and to me, the blog site is the same thing, you know, in, in essence as a website. So you can have a website oh, yeah. with a blog as part of it, or it can just be a standalone. Um, but... It really is uh, where everything starts. Um, I had Eric Wolf yes. on several weeks ago who was talking about, think of, of what you're doing as a tree, and the blog is the trunk and the roots, and then everything else mm-hmm. are the branches and the leaves. But you can't have the rest of the tree if you don't have that good foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing around that is that the blog is what you own, whereas you don't own Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. You can't control what they're going to do. And they change their platform frequently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They change their terms of service, all of that, where your blog is what you own and control. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important thing. You know, and, and that really is what is so critical is the fact that Facebook changes. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I have so many people that will tell me, oh, I'm not going to have anything besides a Facebook page, whether it's their personal mm-hmm. page or a business page, because they right. say, you know, that's where I connect with everybody. And that's great. That really is where they should be connecting with people. But what if you log in tomorrow and your page is gone or it has changed exactly. or, you know, all of those multitude of things that, that could happen. Plus, we all know that, you know, through a variety of, of reasons, not everybody sees everything that you do on your social media sites, in particular on Facebook. You know, unless they go back and specifically look for your posts, they may not see it. You know, if it's a blog post, and in particular, especially if they subscribed, so that way they're getting it in their email, you know it's going to them when you want it to go to them. You're exactly right, and you can't rely on Facebook. Again, you don't own or control Facebook. You are at the, their mercy, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense to put all your eggs in that basket. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to put all your valuable intellectual property on their platform. Right. 
You know, and, and you'll, you you know, we also talked about the fact that Facebook might not be where the people you need to reach are hanging out. That's right. That's right. You have to know where people are. I mean, mm-hmm. hang, doing all your promotion on Facebook when your audience is on LinkedIn isn't going to do you any good. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to know where people are and how they use that platform. So if you're looking for, at a business-to-business audience or you're somebody who serves, you know, business people business or entrepreneurs or business owners, then you want to see how LinkedIn can support you and, and serve you. And mm-hmm. that could be in, you know, by managing a discussion group. And that's going to be the best way for you to reach those people who are interested specifically in your topic. Right. Now, I, I have a question, and I'm not sure if you can answer this. From a legal okay. aspect, you know, if someone has commented on, you know, say you're in the, the very initial part, you know, of, of deciding to write a book and you're getting ideas and, and things like that. If they submitted a, a, a suggestion to you, is there any legal ramifications if and when you use it in your book? You know, could they ever, it's, you know, we hear this all the time where somebody, you know, uh, says, you know, the, the song that the Beatles just recorded was really a song that I wrote a long time ago. You know, are there legal ramifications if you've got somebody who has, you know, if you've kind of gathered that information? I almost said stolen, but that's not what I want to say. If you've <laughs> gathered that information from, stolen is a totally different concept. But if you gather that information from, say, either a comment on your blog or, you know, from a Facebook post or something like that? Okay, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't <laughs> address the legalities of this, and I wouldn't even dare. What I would say, if you're looking to engage your audience and have them um, give you feedback or contribute ideas or, you know, um, help you in some way, the most um, inclusive way to deal with that is to acknowledge them in the book. Okay. Ask permission and then acknowledge. So if you, if somebody contributes, you know, an idea and you think that is great, I really want to explore this more, then I would ask permission. Say, hey, okay. you gave me a great idea. I'd love to use it in my book. Is that okay with you? I will acknowledge you and I'm going to give you a free book and, you know, I'm going to sing your praises. That's how I would deal with it. Most okay. people love to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. They love to think that they've contributed. People love to help you. Mm-hmm. So give them that acknowledgement. It's it's the right thing to do, I think. Right. And, you know, uh, I, I, not that I've done this, but I think, you know, just saying and making it very clear what you're doing, you know, so they know oh, yeah. hey, I'm contributing to, say, future content or something like that. And then, you know, my, my lawyer friends would say, you know, get it in writing. You know, if they have said, sure, it's great to include my information just make sure that you have that in writing. So, you know, then if something comes back later and they say, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, you've got that, that information. Right, right. I think that when you're very upfront about what you're doing and you show appreciation and you show gratitude and give acknowledgement where it's, you know, appropriate, then most people won't have a problem with that. Uh, there are very big name authors who do this. Um, Guy Kawasaki, for example, mm-hmm. he vets all his books through, you know, his community. Right. Mm-hmm. He'll put out there and say, you know, to, I need a, you know, who wants to read my the first draft of my book and give me feedback? Mm-hmm. And people jump at that. And oh, he I can't know. acknowledge, you know, every single person, mm-hmm. but 
he does say, you know, I, you know, thank you to my community. I appreciate you, 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 who gave me these, this great feedback. And people love that because then they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Right. Well, and then, of course, the cool thing about that, and, you know, this, this really comes from, from Guy Kawasaki, but, you know, goes further, is then they are evangelists for your book. You know, exactly. I remember he talked about that a long time ago, but it is mm-hmm. one of those things where, you know, if, if I know, say you and I, you know, I gave you a, an idea for your next book, then when it comes mm-hmm. out, I'm going to tell all my friends, ooh, you have to re- to read Denise's book because, you know, I, I had some minimal input into it. And then, you know, I'm going to put right. it on all my social media sites. Exactly. Exactly. So the more that you can en- enroll your community in what you're doing before it comes out, before the book is published, the more buzz happens naturally. It's organic because people want to talk about it. They want to share because they'll say, hey, I gave feedback to Deb in her new book. Isn't that really cool? Her book is out now. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, that kind oh, of thing. You know, and, and we do do that. Um, the book that was uh, co-authored by Amy Porterfield and Phyllis Karen and um, Andrea mm-hmm. Ball, the Facebook Marketing for Dummies All-in-One, my Facebook right. page is featured in there. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I broke my neck telling people, oh, you have to go buy this book <laughs> Ooh, and look on page, you know, 108 or whatever the page was. But, yeah, you, know, yeah. and, you know, I'm just one little piece in there. And, and I don't have a problem at all with saying these are fabulous authors and you're going to get a lot of, of great information from that. Exactly. Exactly. So is there any time that's too early to start promoting your book? Or, you know, when do you really ramp up all of these things? I don't think that any time is too early. You need to be building a community from the outset. As soon as you have the germ of the idea, because the longer that you have to uh, build that community, the more success that you're going to have when the actual thing, so whether it's a book or a product or a service that you Mm -hmm. launch or publish comes out, the more people that are in your world, the more success you'll have with selling Mm -hmm. that thing. So, you know, a book to me is really no different than uh, a product of some kind, an information Mm -hmm. product. It is Mm -hmm. an information product, really, when you get down to it. uh, or, you know, your coaching business or whatever it is. So in, the more people that are in your community, the more buzz there will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a book specifically, I read that Seth Godin says you should start three years before the book is published. Wow. <laughs> now, you may not know about three years ahead of time mm-hmm. that you're publishing a book, but you know, I work with um, online entrepreneurs primarily, so mm-hmm. people who are coaches, consultants, um, speakers, healthcare professionals, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, the sooner you start engaging people and building your network, so building your email list, building your blog um, community, building your Facebook community, building your LinkedIn community, all those people are available to support you when you do launch something. Mm-hmm. And so I may start building that now without any thought of writing a book, but if I'm starting now versus when I actually decide to write the book, then I'm already ahead of the game. Right. You know, and as we mentioned, a lot of what then happens in that process can be used in the book, um, you know, as, exactly. as part of content. And, 
and part of it too is initially you're thinking, do I have a good idea? You know, does anybody even mm-hmm. care? Um, you know, and, yeah. and so that's where you can find out, okay, this, this is a good subject, but maybe it needs to focus on this or, you know, all of those various things. Because of course you want your book or your product or your service to sell. You know, we all exactly. have the next million dollar idea, but <laughs> if nobody's going to pay for it, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. So you could publish a book as an ego thing that, you know, you want to see your content in print in a hardbound copy. And that's Mm -hmm. cool. That's totally fine. However, if you want to get your message to a larger group of people, if you have an important message that you want to share that can transform people's lives, you want to get that out to as many people as possible. And you need other people to help you do that. So the Mm -hmm. more that you're connecting with people um, in that audience that you want to reach, the better chance you have of spreading that message far, farther, wider, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So using the blog, as, as we've talked about, to test your idea, absolutely. You can be writing articles about the content that you're thinking about writing your book and see what kind of reaction you get. Do people mm-hmm. care about it? Do, are you getting lots of traffic to those blog posts? Are people commenting? Are they giving you feedback? That sort of thing is going to tell you uh, give you a lot of information mm-hmm. about whether it's going to be a good fit or not. Right. You know, and I always love the people that, you know, will come up to, you know, a speaker, you know, and say, oh, you should write a book. <coughs> yes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> they should, sometimes they shouldn't. But that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a lot of cases, though, that is where that first seed is planted. You know, someone mm-hmm. tells you, you have so much information, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it also can be about a fiction book. You know, maybe it's you have s- such great ideas and you're such a good storyteller. If mm-hmm. one person says that, you know, now unless it's your mother or, you know, somebody who really is, you know, not, not quite unbiased, it, it, that is uh, in a lot of cases the seed that gets people going. Yes, it is. It is because then you're, you're getting feedback mm-hmm. that your message is getting through to somebody and someone feels that it's important enough to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, to want more. Great. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, so we, we have that seed planted. We know that we're going to write a book. What, you know, and we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but let's go into more detail. How do you decide what tactics you're going to use to make yourself visible? Uh-oh. Did we just lose Denise? 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 Oh, dear. Oh dear! Well, um, we heard a beep, and I'm wondering if she. Away she went. I wonder if she hit you know, a mute it button. It really is Monday. This is just—it's going to be one of those days. Tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break, and hopefully she will call right back. I will text her very quickly and let her know that she has been disconnected. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way IsleHighRadio.com, 
just what the doctor ordered. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www. FamiliesFirstColorado.org. Hi, this is Greg Geeson, better known as Geese from the Mondays at 3 talk radio show here on Mile High Radio. Our show features inspirational authors, speakers, business leaders, and ordinary people like you and me who have become extraordinary, all with a story to tell. So come give us a try every Monday from 3 to 4 p.m. and get ready to be inspired. For being a friend Travels down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant And we are back. As we were saying earlier, you have to absolutely love live radio, but we were at the bottom of the hour and ready for a break anyway. So um, we have Denise Wakeman back. Denise, welcome back. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> between live radio and a Monday, I think I just need to change my program time. You know, but, um, it, it, you know, it, it really does make this fun. Um, you know, who wants predictability? That's boring. So before exactly. we jump back into what we were talking about, Denise, tell people how they can find you and specifically what you can provide, the services that you can provide to help people out. Okay, I'd be happy to. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere online on every social network. My website is denisewakeman.com, and from there you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Plus. I'm everywhere. Perfect, <laughs> um, perfect. And yeah, I work primarily with uh, service professionals, authors, speakers, and small business owners to work with them to build a highly visible presence on the web. So whatever they need for their business, I work with authors to help them build their visibility for their book before the book gets published. Right. Well, you know, and, and for our listeners, you know, please make sure that you do connect with Denise, sign up to get her blog, because there's tons and tons of very great tips that she provides, whether it's through the blog or through social media. You know, and, and as we've said, whether you're an author providing a book or somebody with a product or a service, all these tips are, are very valuable. Exactly. So <laughs> let's get back to what we were talking about before we, we took a break. You know, we've decided to write a book. You know, we're kind of started mm-hmm. with that little nugget. What specific tactics then do we use to build our visibility? And how do we go about even figuring that out? Okay, that's a really good question. And that's where I usually start with my my clients because it can be overwhelming. There's mm-hmm. so many different things that we can do to build visibility. And you don't want to overwhelm yourself to the point where you're just frozen, <laughs> you know, paralyzed. Right. Analysis so, by paralysis or paralysis by exactly. analysis. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So what I look for is, you know, first of all, what do you enjoy? Which social networks do you enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. So, you know, rather than, you don't have to be like me and be active on, you know, five social networks. 
But let's say you really love LinkedIn. I have clients who love LinkedIn and they get good results from LinkedIn. And maybe you also really love Twitter. And that's where you start. Don't worry about the other social networks. Of course, Mm -hmm. if that's where you're spending your time, that's probably where your audience is too. You know, and that those two have to dovetail. Is your audience for your book there, and is that where you what you um, where you enjoy uh, being? You know, hanging out online. Then look at what kind of content is the easiest for you to create, and that you have the most fun creating, because mm-hmm. not everybody likes to write blog posts. For example, I get a lot. There's a lot of. Um, um, people who don't who don't really you know feel like they can't write very well and that sort of thing. So but maybe they like to uh create images with quotes on them. Mm. Image graphics, mm-hmm. quote graphics. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they like to do video. So what do you like to create and start there? Because when you start with what you like to do and enjoy mm-hmm. doing on the networks that you enjoy participating on, then it's more likely you're going to actually do it mm-hmm. versus feeling like, well, I have to write three blog posts a week and I have to you know, be on Facebook and I have to do this. If you start with what you like to do and mm-hmm. where you like to be, then you're probably going to do it. So that's right. how you start deciding the tactics mm-hmm. to use. And then you move on from there. You know, mm-hmm. So I would say that if somebody really loves um, doing image graphics, let's say, so mm-hmm. it, which are so popular, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're on Facebook, you see lots of images with little quotes on them or some kind of content on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see them on Pinterest, that sort of thing. So if that's mm-hmm. what you really like to do, then plot out a strategy where you're going to take um, 10 tips from your book, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, that you've been working on, and maybe they're your chapter titles, something like that, and you would create uh, quote graphics. Mm-hmm. And and decide say once a week I'm going to post an image on Facebook and with a tip on it and I'm going to do that for ten weeks and there's going to be a call to action let's say to go get more information or get on my pre-publication list that sort of thing so that you mm-hmm. have you're creating awareness and then you're creating some kind of action for the person who's viewing it to take. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always tell people, look at your competitors, you know, especially if you've got a product or a service, what are they doing and where are they successful? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. you mentioned images. You know, one of the, the mm-hmm. one of my favorite websites is Queen of Your Own Life. And it is a, a great book that has these nifty little sayings for women because, you know, it's, it's for the mm-hmm. queens in our life. And they do exactly what you're talking about. They have oh, really? uh, an image and then they have a quote from their book. There are almost 90,000 people who like this page and some of their images mm-hmm. are shared several thousand times. You know, and, and there you go. So it's it's perfect because then it is driving people back to also buying their book because you know they've mm-hmm. they've got their little um uh URL on there which is of course very important mm-hmm. because they want to make sure they send people back but you know Exactly. It, it that works for you know some things but you know depending on what your topic is maybe it's something you know you're you're building widgets and you're talking about how you built your widgets well you know but but images help tell the story and you know on Facebook of course images do get more attention Mm-hmm. 
And then you would say, well, okay, I love creating images, so and that's appropriate for it's the right medium for my book. Mm-hmm. So then you would say, okay, where are images? Where can I use those images? Well, you can use them on your blog. Mm-hmm. You use them on Facebook. You use them on Pinterest. You can use them on Instagram. So then you're building your strategy right. of where finding all the places where people love images and will mm-hmm. see them and you know, if you have the right call to action, they mm-hmm. will go back to your site and mm-hmm. sign up to get updates. Right. <laughs> or right. get on your pre-publication yeah. list or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I will put on my little legal hat, you know, and, and neither okay. of us are lawyers or, you know, we don't even play them on TV for people who remember no. or are old enough to remember <laughs> that TV show. You know, don't just go and Google images and borrow an image. (laughs) If you're using the image, make sure you have the rights to it. Now, there are certainly a lot of free images out there that that you can use and some very low-cost ones, or, you know, obviously you can design your own, but don't get yourself in hot water by using somebody else's image and then having them come back with legal action on their part. Exactly. And there are sites that you can go to that make it really easy to create image graphics mm-hmm. where they provide the, the graphic that you can put your quote on. Oh, so cool. sites like Quozio and um, Pinstamatic, mm-hmm. those are sites where you can just, you log in, you pick the background image, you put in your quote and hit publish and you've got an, an image that you can use and those are safe to use. And of perfect. course, always using your own images is perfect mm-hmm. too. Right. You know, and, and the cool thing about using your own image is that it, it also helps kind of build that community. Um, another mm-hmm. friend of mine who is an author is Kathy Beck and she wrote a fabulous book that is kind of a, a it is a story of her best friend. And so she not only uses images of her and her children, you know, with pictures of her friend, but then there's, you know, a lot of other just friend images in there. And so it really does draw the reader in because the the images that she uses are images that we can all relate to and that we find interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, images so, are very powerful. Right. You know, and, and it, you do have to think about it, you know, make sure that it matches. You know, we've all seen images where the image and what it's saying, uh, you know, there's a disconnect in there because somebody told them, hey, use a picture. But it really mm-hmm. can do something that, that is just so powerful for people because what we want is, you know, what we were saying earlier. We want people to be our ambassadors and be spreading that word. So, you know, if, if you see a great image and you share it, Maybe you have 10 friends, maybe you have 200, you know, maybe you have 2,000. You're, you're really helping that person out. So, you know, if you know an author, you know, help them, you know, spread that word for them. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is the most, that's like the highest compliment you can give somebody is when you share their content. Right. So whether it's an image or a status update or an article that they've written, sharing is the highest form of, of compliment mm-hmm. on in the social networks because all the social networks have a way to, you know, click a like button or a plus mm-hmm. one button. Mm-hmm. Um, retweet. And you know, they also have things. a way to share. Exactly. Retweet and share is how the content gets amplified to a bigger audience. So mm-hmm. if you know someone, if you like someone and what they're doing, Share it for them. I mean, that's that's huge. Right. 
You know, one of the funny things that, that I have discovered over the course of time, and maybe it's just the people I'm connected with, but I have found that when I actually say, please share this, they do. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they need permission to. Um, yep. You know, on my blog, I had blogged and blogged, you know, written numerous posts. And then when I actually added the words, please post your comments below, people started commenting. You know, those, those, that field was always there, but it wasn't until I kind of asked them or told them that they started doing that. Yes, people need direction. And they and they need to be told what to do and sometimes how to do it. And it's not that they don't know how to do it. It's that they're not thinking about it. Right. Because there's lots of other things going on for them. And so when you put it in, that's the call to action. Please mm-hmm. post a comment below. Mm-hmm. seems so obvious, but if you leave that out, then you're pretty much not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? You know so, and- yeah, that's, that's a big deal. So that's a great, great point. You know, and, and the call to action really is what we want, you know, whether it is sharing or buy my book or whatever. And mm-hmm. what I've seen with people is they don't want to come across as pushy, you know, mm-hmm. or, and, and so they don't include those calls to action and then nothing happens. So, you know, that, exactly. that is something to, to include. Now, well, you know, and what, what happens, I just want to wrap up this call to action mm-hmm. thing because I think it's an important point that people mm-hmm. often miss is that, uh, you've, you've shared some great information, you post a beautiful picture, whatever it is, and with, when there is no call to action, then you don't give your reader or viewer or audience any place, the next step for mm-hmm. you. Where do they go next? What do right. they do next? And mm-hmm. that just stops them. So, you know, we're going to take that next step. You know, we've got our product. We've got our, our, our book. You know, how do we create a list then that we can, can really go back to people and say, hello, I have this book or this ebook or this article or product or service. Mm-hmm. How do we actually build that true community that we know we can really reach out to? So that push part of information as opposed to the pull of information. Right, right. Well, this goes back to the pre, <laughs> pre-buzz building mm-hmm. and, and the building the visibility in advance um, and creating some foundational pieces when you want to um, start that buzz process. And there's, there's some, a very important thing that you need to have, and that is a place for people to actually sign up to get more information from you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people forget this step. And so you need to create some kind of opt-in page or landing page, whatever, or squeeze page, people Mm -hmm. call it different things, and set that up at the very beginning and have your calls to action take people to that page. So Mm -hmm. that could be building a list in advance for the publication of your book. And so it could be a pre-publication list or get advance notice, mm-hmm. be the first to know, get advance, um, be the first one to be able to buy this book before it goes on sale anywhere else, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So give people a reason to want to get on that list. I'm going mm-hmm. to keep you posted on, you know, every step of the way. You're going to be my inner circle. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. so make it really special that people would want to 
get that information from you as you're going through the process prior to the publication or the launch of the mm-hmm. product or service or book. Right. And that's really important. So all these things that we're talking about, like status updates or image quotes or tips, that sort of thing that you're going to be creating in advance of the book, the call to action at this point is to get on get on that list. So mm-hmm. to get more information about when the book is published or to get more information or be the first to know when the book is ready, you know, click here mm-hmm. and subscribe to the list. Right. So you're building a list that way. That's that's one way. And then the other way of building a list is that once the book is published, then you can also have calls to action in your book to go get more mm-hmm. on a website. And so that's building list too. Great. Well, and you know, one of the things that, that I've heard authors, especially authors who have a book that's listed on Amazon, is you know, once mm-hmm. once the book is published, you want people to go in and make comments there because of course the more activity that Amazon sees, the faster it drives it up. And now am I correct right. that Amazon actually updates its best selling books every hour so you can drive things much faster or you know you can you can actually be on their list and say you know I was on Amazon bestseller list that might have only been at you know one in the morning but you don't have to tell people that right I do believe they update their stats hourly yes yeah well, so if you are doing some kind of campaign to sell a lot of books in one day or two days that sort of mm-hmm. thing uh, the more that happens in a condensed amount of time the higher your rankings will go right. up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But you know that's that is where that list is so valuable that that you have had mm-hmm. us create because then we do go back to people and say okay here is the link you know make it easy do that mm-hmm. call to action right. here is the link to buy my book on Amazon. Um you know mm-hmm. and, and and we won't get into anything like you know discounts or things like that that, that can be provided but you know People, as as we've been saying, people are happy to help and share that mm-hmm. information, but they have to know it. Right. They have to know, and they have to know how to get there, and it has to be easy. <laughs> Don't make them jump through right. too many hoops. Right. Um, so, and go ahead. Oh no, go ahead and and because I want to. I, I well, actually, that might lead to the next question. What are, what are the fundamentals that we really kind of need to have in place for all of this? Okay, that's and that goes um, to your site where we talked about the blog. Mm-hmm. What I suggest is always is you start with your blog site, make mm-hmm. sure you have that opt-in page, and that would be a dedicated page just for people to opt-in. Okay, not something only in the sidebar because people miss that stuff, but a, a unique page just for people to opt in because then you can send them that URL, that unique mm-hmm. URL from mm-hmm. any other place that you are. Because if you just send somebody to the home page of your blog site, they're going to get distracted and mm-hmm. may never end up signing up for anything. Right. So you need to have your blog site where you're going to be keeping people up to date on what you're doing and sharing your process, the backstory, all that. You mm-hmm. need to have the landing page where people can sign up. So in order to have sign up, you need to have some kind of list service. So AWeber, Constant Contact, mm-hmm. whatever, MailChimp. You need, those are things that you must have in place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no 
um, argument. Right. <laughs> you know, you have to have those things in place. And if and, you're in business if, on the web, you're going to have those things. You right. need to have them to have a business regardless. And, so. and, of course, the cool thing about those is they all have, you know, ways that you can also add links to to, to your sign-up on, say, your Facebook page, um, you know, and, and yes. all of those things. Because you want to have that information out there in as many places as possible to capture as many people as you can. Exactly. Exactly. And things that you can you can do things like uh, modify your profile pages to to include that link to the landing page versus, mm-hmm. you know, go visit me at denisewakeman.com. Instead, mm-hmm. I might say, and go, you know, learn more about me at denisewakeman.com slash list, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right. And that would go directly to, to a page where I would say why they would want to be on my list. Mm-hmm. So well, you've got and, to be building that from the beginning. Right. And and telling people, as you said, telling people where to find it. You know, I absolutely mm-hmm. love the fact that Facebook has backed off from some of those rules that we all thought were pretty silly. You know, initially, they, you couldn't have a call to action in your cover image. And you right. couldn't have more than 20% text and all those various things, which obviously makes it difficult for an author. You know, maybe you want to have your book cover as your your cover page in your in Facebook, well, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to hit that 20% mark pretty fast. So Facebook has done away with those rules. Authors can have, you know, their 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 uh cover of their book, they can have the call to action, they can do all of those things. So if you are an author or a wannabe author and you know, you, you haven't updated your cover image, do that. You know, now you have that ability to put in all that information. Exactly. Exactly. And, and definitely do that. At least have some kind of URL, uh, website on your cover image that people can, um, you know, know where to find you. Mm-hmm. And it may, my recommendation is to have that URL go to a page where they would sign up to get more information from you. Right. You know, and, and then they can go in, you know, it, maybe that then opens to the rest of the, you know, the, the site, your most recent blog post, whatever, but mm-hmm, capture right. that, imshin, that information first. Exactly. exactly. That's the most critical piece because without an audience, it's going to be very difficult to sell your book. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and The other thing to remember is that every social network where you have people following you or connected to you, those are like lists also, but the idea is to move those connections to a list that you control. Right. It was so funny. You I, might I, have 5,000 Facebook fans, but you need to do everything you can to move those people onto your own property. Mm-hmm. Right, and and you need to do it properly. Um, I and, oh, yeah. and you know, it was funny. I saw a, it was a Facebook post about LinkedIn last week, um, but somebody said that they were very tired of people who pulled their contact information off of LinkedIn. You can also get it off of Facebook, and then entered those into their databases. Don't oh. do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's called spam. Yeah, <laughs> That's against know, the law in the U.S. You know, and it's, you know, and LinkedIn has a way that you can actually download your entire database because they do say on occasion, mm-hmm. you know, what if LinkedIn goes kaputz, you know, you, you want to have those contacts. But, you know, that's not so that you can then automatically enter them into your MailChimp or, you know, AWeb right. or any of those various things. You know, if you want people to be your ambassadors, to be telling people about it, then, you know, 
don't spam them because <laughs> then they're going right. to tell people about you in a very bad way. <laughs> right. And I have that happen to me all the time. I end up on people's mailing lists and I think, I don't even know this person. I know I wouldn't have signed up for this because it's not right. even in my interest area. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, where did they get my email address? Well, they've harvested it from somewhere. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I know that their intention is good, but they've done something that is not legal, really. Mm-hmm. Right. There's the can spam law. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and by asking people's permission to put them on your list, then you are obviously asking, or they are saying, okay, I can, I can give you my information. And then in turn, I can send back my information. So whether it's about my product mm-hmm. or my service or my book, you know, and, and, you know, on your lists, always make sure again with the can spam information, they need to be able to unsubscribe. You know, yes. maybe they were initially interested because you were the next door neighbor and now they don't really care or, you know, whatever. Give people that opportunity because, of course, on social media, that's where they will post something that you really don't want posted if you have done mm-hmm. things that you really shouldn't have. Um, and, you know, and, exactly. and we're trying to build good buzz, not bad buzz. Exactly. So, speaking of buzz, what are the five things mm-hmm. that you can do to truly get buzz for your book? Well, there are many things, and, of course, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. So, mm-hmm. again, going back to thinking about what do I love to do, and then how do you stretch yourself a little bit? So, mm-hmm. thinking about your book, what is the... What is the content of the book? What is the audience of your book? And where is the best place to reach them? So once you get that all figured out, you want to create as many opportunities for people to find it. Uh, First of all, I recommend that you make sure that your author profile on Amazon is completely filled out. Okay. A lot of people forget this. And uh, if you have a book for sale on Amazon, whether it's a Kindle book or a physical book, you have an author profile. And in that profile, you have an opportunity to write a bio, and you also have the opportunity to import a Twitter feed and your blog feed. Ah. You can post video and images. Wow. So make sure that that is completely filled out. Most Mm -hmm. people don't do this. So you're already going to be, you know, ahead of the game there. Mm -hmm. Next, you want to think about how can I connect with people in different ways, you know, for the people who like to listen to podcasts maybe, for the people who like to watch video. Uh, So I recommend doing some kind of audio version of tips, for example. There's Mm -hmm. a great site called Audioboo. Mm -hmm. Um, It's audioboo.fm. And you can record short one to two minute audio posts mm-hmm. and then have those shared on different um, social networks. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way to help people connect with your content in an auditory way, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different than just writing out tips. So right. that's another way to start creating buzz because you could read a, a short tip, like mm-hmm. maybe even those quotes that you're doing on images. Mm-hmm. You say the quote, one or two sentences about them as an audio, and then you can embed it on your blog. Mm-hmm. You can share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, G+, or Google+, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to do that. Right. 
And you could probably um, do the same thing with a little video. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, you've got my next thing. So there's all these cool video um, products now. So Vine, which is uh, from Twitter, you can mm-hmm. do six-second videos. Mm-hmm. Or Instagram, you can do what is it, 15-second videos. Mm-hmm. Or you can just do a regular video that's a little bit longer. If uh, the, It's a challenge to do a six-second or 15-second video. Mm-hmm. But uh, vi- video is a great way to engage people. And again, you post it on your blog, you share it on all the social networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing to do, you know, Google Plus has a great uh, platform for doing live streaming video um, on Hangouts. Mm-hmm. You can do live streaming Hangouts on air. So do a weekly webinar, or not a webinar, mm-hmm. but a weekly Hangout Mm-hmm. where you're answering questions from your readers or your potential audience about mm-hmm. the subject of your book. It can be a 15-minute show, a 30-minute show. If you've interviewed other people in your for your book, bring them on as guests and let your audience get to know mm-hmm. more, a deeper level of your book. Um, I don't know if I've said five things yet. but <laughs> Well, and, and of course, um, the thing with the Google Plus Hangout is it's free. You know, and and yes. so you can have up to 10 people on there. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you just have, you know, it, it can rotate around. I've done ones uh, with celebrities where they just kind of went and hung out and people just kind of came and went and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they asked questions and, and they did encourage people. They said, you know, give other people an opportunity. So please don't, you know, just come and stay. But those right. can be recorded, they can be broadcast, they can be, you know, once you've recorded it, since Google owns YouTube, hello, you can go post it on YouTube. Yep. And, you know, and, and again, you're creating that buzz, you know, so maybe you, exactly. as you mentioned, you know, maybe I interview you and then I post it. Well, you're going to go tell all your friends, hey, go watch this great video where Deb interviewed me. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and well, the live hangouts on air on Google Plus, they're automatically recorded on and posted on YouTube. Perfect. Automatic. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do anything. And that's the easiest thing. I've started a new series called Adventures in Visibility. Oh. And I do them about once or twice a month. And mm-hmm. I either share a tip on visibility, some visibility tactic that I've learned about or some tool that I think is really cool mm-hmm. and share that. And people can ask me questions or I bring on a guest mm-hmm. and uh, talk about something that they're an expert in that can help you create visibility around for your business. Ooh. And it's it's really fun. And mm-hmm. you know, for me it's an adventure because the technology is constantly changing, so you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I it's very casual and we try to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to connect with people. People love to it's very immediate. So anytime you can do any kind of video or live streaming video, that's going to really amp up the the buzz factor right and you know before people panic and think oh this takes a lot of equipment it takes you know all those various things you know mm-hmm. an ipad can do it you know it's just like if you're doing facetime with somebody it's the the whole same technology and even the videos that you're recording your phone your your camera on your computer mm-hmm. people aren't expecting you know something that looks like that it, it was polished and rehearsed you know 
I want to see the person, you know, so maybe that means that the cat jumps up in their lap or, you know, you hear a phone ring in the distance, you know, all those various things, because that helps us connect with them as a person, as opposed to, you know, that, that celebrity that is always perfectly made up, um, you know, it just kind of helps in that factor to make them seem like they are just one of us. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people have a fear of being on video and um, exactly what you said, that people want to see somebody like them. So most people aren't judging you by what you look like or what you're wearing. If you are providing good content that educates, entertains, and informs them, that's what they care about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I always try, you know, not have a, a an old ratty t-shirt on or something like that. Well. But, you know, <laughs> it, it would depend. I mean, if, if say it's, um, a, a, a mechanic who has written tips on, you know, written a book about how to care for your mm-hmm. car, having a grungy, grease stained t-shirt might not be a bad thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's all kind of in the context right. of things. If the mechanic exactly. were wearing a suit and tie, I'd be thinking, Hmm. He's never really what? touched a car, has he? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, you know, and, and it's, it really is something where there's so many different things. And, and you've mentioned this several times. There's thousands probably of ways to, to really get messages out there. And so don't mm-hmm. panic. Find one or two, you know, Check out Denise's information because Denise has great tips on, on, you know, some of the, the resources. But, you know, as, as you've said several times, go to where you like to be first. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're comfortable there, then you can expand it. Exactly. Start with where you're comfortable, build that up, and then, you know, take the next step to add the next layer. And, you know, eventually then it's going to be, you know, you're going to create a bigger ripple, but start first where you are comfortable, what you like to do, and then move from there. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do something you hate just because somebody else is doing it. It's got to right. work for you and your audience. You know, and, and I do have people that tell me, I hate social media. I think it's stupid. I don't want to be on Facebook. <laughs> well, that comes across. You know, I can mm-hmm. tell the second I am reading a post from somebody who thinks I have to post at 2 p.m. on Friday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, it's not going to work. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Great. Well, so you find Denise, what it, you want to do. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that's exactly what we need to do is we find what we want. Maybe it's not the exact best fit, but we can go from there. You know, once you've mastered where you are, then you can expand. So, you know, maybe exactly. you write, then you do the audio, then you do the video, um, you know, as, as you right. get more comfortable with it. Or, you know, if you're a person like me who's not at all shy with the world, I could just jump straight into video, but I don't advise that for people, for, you know, for everyone. Exactly. Great. So we've got just a couple minutes left. Um, if, you know, if, if there's an, if you're talking to an aspiring author who has this great idea, they know the world's going to love it. You know, what do you tell them? What do they really need to start doing first? Start building your list. Get the blog set up and the opt-in page set up and go from there. That's the foundation. And cool. then start talking about your topic in every way you can. Mm-hmm. 
One last time, Denise, tell people how they can find you and connect with you. You can find me at denisewakeman.com, and there you'll be able to find whatever social network you like the best to connect with me on. Great. You know, and, and the other site that you mentioned is the Future of Inc. I N K, not I N C. So the Future of Inc.com, which is specifically for authors, correct? Yes, that is for, well, it's for online entrepreneurs who are interested okay. in exploring the digital publishing world. And digital publishing is any, any kind of content that you're publishing online, ebooks to white papers to video to audio, etc. So it's, it's really exploring the ins and outs of digital publishing. Perfect, perfect. Well, Denise, thank you. Thanks for bearing with us with our little technology glitches today. You know, it, it, it like we said, you got to love live radio because it really does make life more interesting. Um, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. If you're not already connected with me, it's pretty easy also, just like Denise. Um, I have my own website, so it's just Deb Creer, D-E-B, K-R-I-E-R dot com and you can find all the various ways there to connect with me. So connect with Denise. Make sure that you're getting her tips because you know they really are so very valuable and if you're just thinking about doing something there's it's you know you you have to start somewhere so start following thought leaders like Denise so that when you really decide to jump into doing something you have that foundation that is built up so again Denise thank you so much for being on and we will have you on in on again sometime i'm i'm sure because you have such great information thank you very much deb appreciate great. it everyone enjoy the rest of your day and we will talk with you next week bye bye Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say For stimulating talk radio, milehighradio.com Hi, Chris here from Yabana Gluten-Free Bakery do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. YumbanaShop.com. Real life isn't like TV. Bad guys don't read scripts. When a crisis occurs, only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family. At Duty to Act, owned and operated by Navy SEAL Jimmy Graham, our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders. Duty to Act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their family members against real-world threats. 
threats of today. The Close Quarters Defense System is the world's best and most proven real-world defense system. Its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades. Other classes we offer are active shooter response, home defense, women's defense, and more. Now, it's your turn. To find out more or to sign up for classes, find us online at dutytoact.com. That's dutytoact.com. Or call 720-644-7552. Remember, the life you save may be your own. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.